Joe Mac Miranda is a New York City-based actor. He was trained at the Gaiety School of Acting in Dublin, Ireland, class of 2018, and is also a student at SUNY Empire State College, receiving a BA in playwriting under the tutelage of playwright Linda Crawford. He looks forward to working in film, TV, and theater. You can find out more about Joe Mac at New Play Exchange or on Instagram at Joe Mac Miranda. For this reading of Akil and Vicky, the role of Akil is played by Anthony T. Goss. The role of Vicky is played by Peyton Bristol. The role of Sarah is played by Angelica Gorga. The role of Derek is played by Samuel Barnes Jaffe, with Joe Mac Miranda reading stage directions and cues. Akil, a black singer from Bed-Stuy, while trying to navigate the dating scene and more in the summer of 2020, strikes up a relationship with Vicky, a white first responder from Sheepshead Bay. As events in the country lead to him almost losing his life, and the secret she has kept from him is revealed, the relationship may not able to, sorry, the relationship may not survive. Scene seven, Vicky and Akil enter uh, a bar in Sheepshead with masks. Well, look who it is. The registered nurse in the new ball and chain. Hello. Hi, I'm Sarah. Derek. Thank you. He's handsome. Thank you. Yeah, he's all right. No, I'm just messing. You're gorgeous. Oh, look at you two, like two peas in a pod. Guys, stop it. <laughs> all right, uh, well, this first round's on me, right? Uh, thank you. Sarah leaves to the bar. Third thing, man. We take care of our own here. Does it bother you that we're inside? You're not one of those mask freaks, are you? He's not like that. Well, in any case, I promise you the price is right. Sarah! Hey! Sarah! Three buds! You like bud, right? I could do anything right now. Bird's beak gotta drip with something. There it comes back around with the drinks. All right, here you go. <laughs> Sarah, my goodness, you look spectacular. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know F45 training? That gym with Marky Mark, right? Uh, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, he owns it. Yeah, it's a complete ab shredder, a workout dream. Best part of the work, best workout on the planet, that's what they say. Isn't it? Part of the training at work, Vicky? At the hospital? Yeah, I mean, of course. Gotta stay healthy, work with a bunch of health freaks, so all those rounds. Yeah, you nurses probably have to keep in tip-top shape. <laughs> we do. The funniest thing is when you see people who work at a hospital smoking. Yeah. Like, do you have any respect for yourself, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. So tell me, Akil, Vicky told us you're all about, uh, told us all about how you do music. What is it, bass? Or you're a singer, is it? Yes, I sing. I would ask you to give us a little taste, but I know you would really do it. Uh, that's what Vicky says anyway. Yeah, I really would, I mean, it's what I do, I mean. And that would just be so awkward, you just singing in the middle of a bar. Do people not sing in bars? Uh, no, 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 uh, what he means is that you just you know, randomly standing up and singing in front of all these people would be weird. But why though? I mean, what about me would be weird singing in a bar? <laughs> I'm, I'm only messing. <laughs> <laughs> this fucker, I like him. You're dope. 
Uh, you're you're funny. <laughs> I'm a hoot. So, how's it been down here? What since COVID? Yeah. It's weird. See a lot of old people not really giving a fuck, walking about with no mask, like it's you know not a care in the world. <laughs> That's troubling. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, how hard is it to just? Sorry, Akil. I don't mean to interrupt, but I just absolutely love your hair. Cool, man. Cool. How did you, how did you get it like that? I had it cut. Really? You know, you, you know, things that cut. <laughs> so fresh. It's incredible, really. So fresh. Are you done? Had to be said. Okay, anyway, uh, yeah, so it seems people aren't really taking it seriously. <laughs> yes? Uh, no, no, nah, look, I'm sorry. Uh, is, is something funny? Well, I mean, I mean, of course people aren't taking it seriously, right? Look at this place, right? What about this place? We're inside. Oh, please, you know how hard it is to actually contract the disease? It's very easy. <laughs> Not even. Do you read the news? I'm more of a sports guy. Daily news? Oh, that's my bread and butter. Of course. What do you think about the whole basketball bubble thing? I'm really not into sports. But you gotta love LeBron James. Do I? I do. <laughs> I bet you do. I, I bet you do. Boys? Look, Vic, um, I'm not feeling well. Uh, I'm going to go outside. Uh, guys, uh, pleasure to meet you. Seriously. Just wait a second. Derek, your mouth is crazy. Was it something I said? Fucking idiot. Scene eight. That evening, Vicky and Akio enter his apartment in bed Akio goes straight to the couch and sits down contemplatively. Vic goes to his kitchen and pours herself some water. Want one? No. no. Come here. Look, um, there's something uh, I need to say to you. Say it. I don't know. Say it. Uh, Please, I'm not going anywhere. Vicky licks his earlobe. Akil yeah. hesitates, likes it, breaks away. Akil. What? What do you? What do you see when you look at me? I see a big, handsome, talented. No, 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 really. Strong, sexy, gorgeous. Thick. Akil, I don't know what. Come on, like, what do you see when you look at me? What do you mean? You know what I mean? Like, do you see me? The actual me? I see you. I see you. Come on, what do you. No one was wearing masks. It's fucking COVID, people. It was a closed group, a, a bubble like they're saying. Not my bubble. They're my friends, it was fine. We shouldn't have gone, but you said they're my friends. We should just go, so I went. You're so good. Stop, stop, I'm serious. Like I went because I thought, ooh, you know, your people, I can finally meet your people. Then I realized you come from these people. What is that supposed to mean? Oh, I don't know. What do you mean? I'm scared. 
Are you implying what I think you are implying? I'm implying that your friends out by the marina, those idiots, they're, they're races. Akil. So, Akil, uh, my main man, Akil, you're a musician, right? What is it? Bass? Hey, Akil, I love LeBron James. You watch sports. Hey, what's good, Akil? What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you put in your hair? Man, that's dope, man. They don't talk like that. Yo, do you? Do you know what a microaggression is? A what? A microaggression, to be microaggressed. No, I... It's PTSD. I internalized that shit. What? Those stupid comments? I didn't even hear that stuff. You're not listening to me. You... I am. Akil, I am. This is just new for me. The people that I surrounded myself with, my loved ones, were... Cannot... They're, they're that way. But look, see it for what it is, Vicky. I mean, I guess you guess what? I guess I could have imagined that. Imagine that bringing home my black boyfriend wouldn't exactly be gracefully received. We should have talked about this beforehand. Yeah, we should have. Now what? Now we get to be more honest about race, about what it means to be a white woman dating a black man, especially when you're from the deep end of Brooklyn, fucking no man's land. Well, what should we talk about? It's not my responsibility to talk. You start. There are things I don't know about you, things about you that remain a mystery. Oh, so now you want to talk about me. What's that supposed to mean? Akil, my friend, your ego is through the roof. That's hilarious. You don't want to know about my childhood. Indulge me. I don't see how this is necessary. What's not necessary? I met your friends. Your friends are weird to me. I want to know how weird you are. <laughs> that is fucked up. You think I'm joking? I can see you're not. What were you like as a kid? Like, As a kid? Yes. I was, you know... Come on, come on, babe, come on. As a kid, I was like all the other kids in Sheep's Head. What does that mean? I went to Midwood. Okay. I hung out with kids that used to look like me. Well, that's a given. Doesn't have to be, just was that way. I know. I smoked doobies on the marina with sketchy boys. I probably had sex too young. How young? Fourteen. Well, that's... It's young. Young, it is, it is. I played softball. Frank Sinatra played in my house all day. We ate steak four times a week. Steak and fucking pasta with meat sauce. What, what, what else do you want to know? What are your parents like? You want to know about my parents? I'm flattered because you just loved my friends. Is that, is that what you're like when I'm not around? What do you mean? You ignorant like your friends? No, I'm not ignorant. I know that I always have, you know, benefited and the group I chilled with benefited. Yeah, from cycles of privilege. Yes, of course, Akil, I know that. Yeah, but you don't know what a micro, about microaggressions. I am... What, what? 
I'm a work in progress. I'm sick of hearing that from people. I'm sick of feeling like that's not okay. Then fine. Fine. I'm going out. No, Akil, don't. No, look, I shouldn't have to teach you things about being a better person. You should just do that already. You think I don't do that? What am I supposed to do? I date a black man. My people get weird around the man. The man, my man, feels hurt. I mean, of course he does, but how am I supposed to help? Fuck if I know. Not my problem. Look, ask your friends. Talk with them. That is not fair. The group who gets the stuff should do the talking about what the stuff means when other people don't have it as good as them. I hate being that person, bringing up the political discussions, bringing up like the weird topics. Yeah, you sound so unattractive right now. Excuse me? I needed you to take care of me tonight, but you didn't even know I needed you. You couldn't even see that. What do you mean? What am I supposed to see? Look, I used to spend my summers down in Mississippi as a kid, uh, visit my Aunt Laura and Uncle Lester. You know, down there, I had my first kiss, my first real infatuation. You know, a group of friends from the neighborhood used to come around to play, and Lila Washington came around. She was friends with the family. Mr. Washington was the pastor at Auntie Laura's church. My cousins, they all knew her too. They also knew how sweet on her I was. It became that I didn't even go down there for family anymore. I, I just came down there for her. So one night we, my cousins and I, you know, Lila included, we go out to the woods by Auntie Laura's one floor extension just as the, the sun is setting. The Mississippi woods are a scary place for a Brooklyn boy after dark. I never felt comfortable there I, like they did. I, I don't feel sane there. I, I need the concrete buildings that cut up the sky. I need the whizzing of the pizza delivery trucks. I need to sweat off the don't walk signs. It's quiet, too quiet. Uh, but uh, so I was there with my my cousin and then they, uh, they purposely disappeared, right? Leave me there, the city kid to fend for himself. The firecrackers explode and we go crazy screaming and all the way back to my auntie's, Lila's holding my hand. And it gets quiet again and I get scared again. And she could tell, right? She. She said, it's okay, city boy, and kissed me on the lips. This girl kissed me on the lips because I was scared of the woods. I was looking for that tonight from you. Why don't you Listen to me, I, I was in the woods again, I was scared, but you didn't see that. You didn't notice that I was uncomfortable. I'm sorry. Look, I thought, where is this going? This woman who I have this thing with, honestly, I, I don't know. But I know, I know I don't want to lose you or bless. I should have noticed. I don't, I guess I don't see the things haven't seen the things that you've, you know, felt the things you feel. I want to know. I want to begin to know, to see those things.
Go deep. Real deep. Blackout. I, I have to say, I wasn't surprised that I was so impressed. Um, the, when we did, um, I don't know, two rehearsals ago or something, one of the things we had to share something and Joe Mack shared something that he had written and it was being honest and, and sharing personal stuff. And it was so beautiful. I mean, it was straight up poetry and it was like, this dude is a wordsmith. Like there's, this needs to be opened up. Everybody needs to be expo exposed to this. Um, this was a different style of writing. Obviously this is you writing a play, but um, uh, personally touched me for sure. And I, I really value how honest this was with um, what I can only think is, is a, uh, is a, a particular slice of a demographic. Like this is people your age talking about now. Um, whereas people in my gen, I'm Gen X, we may have a similar conversation, but yours is particular. Um, so I really, really value the honesty of it. Uh, that's all I'll say, I'll let everybody else chime in. And also that everybody did a fantastic job. I, I believe every single one of you, so. Yeah, great job, guys. Seriously, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, I think it was very, very well written. Um, you're you're a playwriting student now, where? Yeah, I am. Oh, great stuff. Um, Thank you. I, I'd love to see the rest of it. How how much more is complete, and where is this? Yeah, it's a, it's a there's a complete draft. Um, I'm I'm currently submitting it for certain things. I'm actually applying to. I think I'm applying to grad school with the play itself. So mm -hmm. it's like constantly going through the editing process and everything like this, but I've submitted it to a couple of festivals and we'll see. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. That blew me away. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. You want to submit the monologue to the, um, I think it's uh, the Sam French um, is looking for new play monologues. Oh yeah, yeah. But I think it has to have been produced already. I don't know if you know okay. produced. Um, I'm chiming in for the first time, uh, and uh, I think it's uh, absolutely terrific. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So moving and beautiful. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. I was actually yeah. cringing during the bar scene. It was so cringy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Derek character is so obnoxiously. <laughs> <laughs> I can just picture him, you know, with the spiked hair and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Everything does a good job at that. I'm glad I did <laughs> justice. <Yeah. laughs> so, Jomak, you, you gave me your, your favorite line. In my play, I'm going to give you my favorite line in yours. Sure. Um, I really like that line when she says, the girlfriend says, I don't know how you, and she's like, cannot finish the phrase. like. I don't know how you feel, how you see, how, I don't know. Like the willing to connect and not being able mm. is all there in that one line. Mm. Thank you. Two people from two different worlds, unfortunately. 
can I ask um, the person playing Akio, what's your actual name? Anthony. Anthony. Hey, bud. Yeah, Anthony, bud. Um, so I want to ask you, like, because my take on a, a large part of what's happening um, with Black Lives Matter as a movement, a uh, global movement, is that there's, there's so much that this is really a lot of white people finally talking and having the, the conversation. So what's it like for you? Um, in real life, you're a black person. And you and often things are written that are like, let's showcase blackness with this person. Um, mm -hmm. And what's it like navigating that in this in this play? I mean, I'm assuming you felt safe because these are, you know, people you come to trust and um, and I hope that you understand you're safe here, but what is that, what's that process like for you? Because when I, I think back, when I was in uh, Pennsylvania, just first starting acting, I was doing community theater, there was, uh, there were a handful of theaters in the area and one of them wanted to do, at one point it was Raisin in the Sun. So I reached out to my friend Derek, who is a, a play, a very, very like an excellent playwright. And he's also trying to do movies and he founded a theater company called Gaspipe where they do annual Shakespeare in the park. He's, he's really created quite a bit there. And I was like, hey, Derek, they're doing uh, Raisin in the Sun. Um, would you be interested in that? He's like, nah, not really, no. And, and I, you know, my black friends in the area, basically he, Noah, um, that were involved in theater, they, they really weren't interested in just being the black person in, in a play. They wanted to do something where they could be a person and be an actor that was playing a person. So mm. I want to I ask what that is, experience is like for you at this juncture in your acting career and at this juncture in our global consciousness, if that's too, not too much to ask. <laughs> um, you, touched on a, you touched on a few different things. Um, I mean, for the play, what I like about the play is that we get the perspectives um, uh, from both sides. And you really get honest, honest conversations because thing with Joe Mac did is when you're when you're in that situation sometimes it's hard to articulate how you may be feeling um and you don't necessarily have to feel like that but if you're around a group of setting like Derek's Derek and you might get that that's you know you want to how do you navigate that without and still trying to honor your relationship with your woman or you know whoever you're with and it's like that can be, I think Joe Mack, you know, he, he kind of caught that. And um, so with, the, with this play, I think what's cool about it, because it's not just a, you know, whatever, a black character, it's a, it's a person and it's, he's going through something and he's expressing himself honestly. Um, so it's really fun to kind of find out those ways, how to, how to tap into it and how to, to honor that. But in general, as an actor, I mean, um, I mean, obviously, we, I speaking for myself. We, I would, lo I love to play people too. I mean, we're playing people. We're just acting, you know, Shakespeare, anything you do. But I, as me, your friend, I would still, if he said he said no to that role, I mean, I, I would have said yes. And it's because, first of all, I think you know it's a classic play, and you know, just honoring that, and I think it's a privilege and honor to to act first off. So when you're doing that, it's always a great gift and opportunity. And I, I tend to want to honor those, you know, who paved the way um, for me personally. But that doesn't limit me to not being able to do uh, Shakespeare or any other character. So for me, I just have a real, I'm real firm in just what I stand for and the type of, you know, characters I want to play. But 
I don't want to be limited to just raising in the sun. You know what I'm saying? Like we have, everybody has so much to offer. Anybody has so much more to offer. So many things that I, I like to read and things that I love. Um, so it's great to see, especially at this time, um, you know, so many people getting behind, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, but like you said, it's like a, a, a rights movement, a human rights movement and, you know, for people. And I'm, I'm happy to be a part of that and to see so many, so much support behind it. And I really do think that plays like this uh, with Akil and like it just other art programs and initiatives can really can really do a lot to further this movement and this purpose. Um, and I and I and I like to be a part of that um, as any way I can as an actor or whatever else I'm doing. Yeah, if you get the if you get the time, I just want to chime in. Not trying to self promote or whatever, but like yeah. the last uh, episode that we did of a Reader's Theater, which was Tuesday, is available on all the. I'll share all the links with you. There were there were two plays out of the four that were written that uh, had a focus on Black life, um, so I think that I think anybody who's listening to this or watching this would find those valuable. Uh, mm. That's all. That's all I'm going to ask and share. I'll put those links up now, but please feel free to continue okay. to feedback. Uh, is anyone here familiar with the "If Not Us Then Who" group? Um, they were featured no. in um, I think it was an Atlantic magazine just this past week, they're a small group um, that are sort of a branch of the Black Lives Matter movement that are from this area. And they've been just organizing and doing so much. And I've gotten involved because um, my ethical culture community is supporting them. And they're, they're gonna start traveling. They're just an amazing group of very young men. I think the oldest one, um, it's three pairs of brothers, I think. Um, the oldest one is 25, but they are so eloquent and they draw crowds. They're, they're really, you, you'll have to look them up. It's called, if not us, then who? Buy a t-shirt from them. They're really good. Uh, hello. I, uh, I think uh, the actors did an amazing job. Joe Mack, yeah. evolution of this play, so... Uh, I like the fact that you've added this scene that we heard about in the past. Now we can see it in action, which is interesting. Uh, the actors did an amazing job. Uh, Anthony, as usual, he's a prolific actor. He knows what he's doing. He's an amazing job. It's great. Uh, the speech you have, you did a great, great, honest. And I, I love this expression, the microaggression. A very good one. Um, it's it's uh, expresses exactly what it does. Yet it's so subtle, and it could it can can. I mean, some people might miss it completely, but by bringing it up, you did a great job, John, like writing about it this time. You're getting deeper in it. I wonder how far it's gonna go. Yeah. No. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you. Chris is a, is a fellow, is a classmate of mine at SUNY Empire. So shout out yeah. SUNY Empire. Reminded me to see the evolution of it. Yeah, yeah Joe Mack, that's, it's the first time I've uh, been exposed to someone really honing in on the microaggression aspect of racism and white supremacy. That, that, that was so well told. Yeah. Where was, what's the, what was the impetus for this particular writing, this particular piece? Well, uh, so in the, in, the, uh, in the playwriting program, we were supposed to just try to play. And um, I 
just, I guess I, I don't know, I, I couldn't get out of my head the things that I was seeing. And um, I wanted to write a, a story with a central black character. Um, and I wanted to, and it's interesting because as a white writer, as someone who's always, who passes for white and identifies as a, as a white man, um, you know, to write black characters is, um, there's a whole a discussion about appropriation in the arts and whether or not, you know, white people should be making stories with the characters of color. You know, um, there is totally a whole movement against white writers um, uh, to say that they are not their stories. Um, and there was a huge discussion I had with my playwright and, and with other people that I was like talking about the play with. And, um, and basically um, I came down to the fact that I just, I wanted to tell the story. And uh, there's a line that Akio says, he goes deep, he goes, uh, go deep, real deep. And that's essentially what I tried to do. You know, I was just like trying to read as much as I could um, about the black experience in America. You know, I was touching up on slavery. I was touching up on, you know, police brutality. I was taking sociology classes and, and things like this. And the microaggressions were one of the readings I had. Um, and uh, I just thought it's something that needs to be spoken about more because we live in an era where there's obviously overt racism and we're seeing it more and more in the last four years um, and anti-Semitism, any, any type of phobia. Um, but um, but yeah, I just I think people don't understand the sort of subtle uh, surface level racism that we see on a very daily basis that are felt by people of color that are um, that are committed by white people. And the fact of the matter is that white people don't understand that they're doing it. And that's sort of like the deceptive quality, the most deceptive sort of uh, quality of a microaggression is the fact that that white person has no idea that they are acting in their privilege. They have no idea that they are doing the white thing you know um and uh because it's like it's it's not seen so if we talk about it more then obviously hopefully it will be seen mm. i think for me the strongest part of your play is that where he tells a story about the woman who sees that he's upset and kisses him and that she doesn't understand that because she's so blind to what he's he is seeing, doing or feeling that she doesn't see it but that stranger could see in him that he was terrified so that she took care of him but the person that he cares about the most couldn't see what was happening and i think that's what makes us all under that's what gets us all because we all can relate to that like the person that we care about the most doesn't always get to see what we need the most most a lot of the time because we don't articulate it very well you know emotions like that isn't something that we always articulate and the whole look deeper is a is a good way to put that but i think that that was a really strong part of your your play um that got us on a deep emotional understanding of what he was feeling as well um that you can't really put into words as, as far as an emotional abandonment type thing or an emotion, you know, I, I'm not articulating it well, but that, that's what got me the most no. it was him telling that story about, you didn't even notice, you know, here I am. And you're, you're with all your friends, you're, you're blind to what it is that I actually need. Um, I thought that. And not only that, but. Go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. Not only that, but like, there's, um, there's a tendency for those of us who, uh, or in the arts to assume like we're good, like yeah. we understand. Um, and but to have to have this, those of us who are watching and listening to this, 
to have this really articulated in our face, well, it, it really helps us to mm. self-reflect and, um, and to be more self-aware because it's one thing to sit here and go like, you're a douchebag, man. Do you not, how could you say that? To, but, but what's the chances that we've been in situations like that? And that we need to talk about this and be uncomfortable Absolutely. about this and really al allow this to come to consciousness. Well, I, I think the reason it, it works so well is that you focus on Akil's fear and um, you, you go into his consciousness and his terror um, rather than you know, caricaturing him as a threat um, in any way. And mm -hmm. that, I, I, I'm well aware of the appropriation issue, and I've, um, I, I, in my own work, I tend to stay away from anything of that of, of that sort. I've only written one short play about my experience dealing with um, black person, um, and it's on NPX if you want to look at it. But, um, but you know, I, I have often cast color um, persons of color in my plays, but. I, I tend not to deal with it as a writer myself, but uh, I know I think I'm finding that you did it very convincingly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, well, thank you everybody. That was really lovely. Um, yeah. The, um, yeah, I just, I, just about the writing, the whole appropriation thing. Like, I feel like, you know, this is an ongoing discussion, you know, I'm not necessarily saying that, um, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of complexity when you talk about this. Like if I was, when, when I, because I, I, I have an interest in putting this to stage, when we can get back into spaces like that, I'd love to, when, when I do put it onto the stage, that like, because it's, it's, it's about, you know, it's, it's about a, a narrative between a, a white person and a black person, you know, but this, it was, the central role is, is about, you know, what it means to be black and what it means to, um, you know, to, to date and, and things like this. But I, I just think that like, you know, in the sort of like the cast of, of um, the production team. And, you know, I would want to get a black director. I would want to get, you know, um, I would employ more black people than white people or more person, people of color than white people. Cause it's just like, there has to be sort of a balance. So if the story is written by a white man, you know, and it's about sort of a, one, one uh, aspect of a black narrative, then I just feel like in the physical picture that you're painting, it kind of matters how, who's being employed and, and things like this and like who's being included and what story you're even telling on that level, you know? Um, so I don't know, just something that I feel like as artists, we also have to be conscious of as well. If I could, just to make sure they don't get lost in the sauce, as one of my favorite politicians says, um, this, we have Shai and Tamara, uh, friends of mine. Sh again, Shai is uh, a reference earlier, does a lot of passion projects as a filmmaker, short plays, some are about blackness, some are about healthcare, kind of like me and, um, and the topics I choose to cover on our Collective Perspective episodes and the projects I, I am drawn to and that seem to be drawn to me, very similar with Shai. So Shai and Tamara, please chime in, whatever you, if you care to share. It's good to see you. Good to see you too, Isaac. Yeah. You're the only one that calls him Shai, but okay, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. um, good evening, everybody. I'm Tamara, this is Shaman. Hi. Um, Joe Mack, we loved your piece, just absolutely loved it. And I say to you, you know, write the stories that, you know, you want to write, write the stories that are dear to your heart. I don't think it matters if you're black, white or whatever. 
um, as long as you have a genuine story to tell. Um, and you definitely, you know, have a certain consciousness about what, what's going on and an experience. And I, I, I say just continue to tell your stories um, because it was just, I love the fact that it wasn't something that beats you over the head, you know? It's something that you're presenting a situation and you allow the viewer to kind of take with it, take from it what, what, they, what they get, you know? Um, I'm a generation Xer, and so is my husband. Um, so the term microaggressions is kind of even new for us as, as Black Americans. Um, you know, I call it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know. <laughs> so, and it's just something as a Black person that you kind of just get used to. And even in the way that you wrote it, I was hearing it, um, the things that, I'm sorry, the, the, the uh, Sam, Derek, that your character was saying, I was like, uh, I don't know if I like him, but it was kind of, it wasn't in your face. Like what he was saying, you know, could be just taken as someone trying to relate, but even in the trying to relate, that can be offensive. And I love that it didn't seem to me that there were necessarily any villains in, in this, but a lot of people that don't understand each other and don't understand, you know, how what they're saying can be taken as offensive. And I think that we need more writing like this to continue to have these type of conversations. You all, your actors were amazing. I love you guys. <laughs> you guys were amazing um, in this. And I'll say this, Anthony, I have a cousin named Anthony. He looks just like you. So uh, yeah, his name is John T. Corio, if you want to Google him. Oh, I know John T. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we work together. Black Angels over Tuskegee. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You know John? Wait, we're we talking about the same Shyman, are we talking about the same guy? Yeah, the same same guy. Yeah. He um, and I he and I were in Welcome Home together that Shyman made. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yep. thank but thank you so much for writing this and um you guys are really amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. John Mike, you want to upload uh, this to NPX and get it get it uh, circulated. It's a great yeah, no, I definitely get would. to know other playwrights and make friends in the playwriting community. For sure, you've yeah, got yeah. an account there, but you don't have any work yet. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Um, this is all. This has all happened very. This is all very fresh. So I'm still, still, uh, you know, editing and all this. Stuff. A lot of people put work in progress up there. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much. Thank you.